Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez. My guest today is Megan Bennett. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, Henry. I'm so excited. Yeah, looking forward to this conversation. We've talked about PR in the past, but it's been a while and I want to get a fresh perspective. And so that's what we're going to focus on. Megan is an expert on public relations. And so she's here to share her experiences and her real business tips for using public relations to either help us start or grow a business, just to promote a small business. So that's what this episode is all about. To receive more information about the Howa business, including the show notes page for this episode and how you can continue supporting my show and receive workshop discounts, join my monthly group coaching session, uh, you just join my Patreon membership. You can get more information and learn about it at thehowabusiness.com. Also, wherever you're listening today to this episode, I encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of the Howa business. So Megan has been on the Light Years Ahead public relations team for over 20 years. She started working at Light Years Ahead just a year after college, very interesting journey, and fell so in love with public relations that she stayed on and helped build the company into what it is today. Her expertise focuses on managing clients, engaging with top national media daily, and securing meaningful media placements. We'll talk about what that means. Uh, she has spearheaded and implemented countless successful PR public relation campaigns for numerous brands. Megan's forte lies in her outgoing and engaging personality, as we will soon uh, come to hear. That's why I had her come to this, this episode, which has solidified extremely strong relationships with top consumer print, online, and broadcast media contacts. She understands what the media wants, and what tactics work to obtain the most high-profile placements. When it comes to placing a story or segment for a client, she is relentless with the media, and she doesn't stop until she makes it happen. Megan lives outside of Kansas City. So once again, Megan Bennett, welcome to the show. Thanks again for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, very interesting. As I was looking at your background, you haven't had that many jobs. You, you uh, shortly after college started with light years ahead. Is that correct? Yes. So this is my second job out of college wow. and yeah, but I just, I lucked out because most people, you know, it takes years to find something that you're passionate about. And I fell into this, I don't know when I was 22 years old and I've been doing it ever since. Amazing. I didn't look at what did you study in university? I was actually um, a, a theater major, and then I did some business classes because I thought I wanted to do some acting and and work in casting and communications. And then I think it was like my junior year of college, I started to do internships in public relations, and I realized that that's what I wanted to do um, instead. So it sort of helped me, though, because it, it made me not afraid to put myself out there and be fearless and get rejected because, you know, acting is all about rejection. So. Right, right. <laughs> As is sales, as is putting our small business out there, you know, we, we we bring something to market and then the market either accepts or rejects it. So all of that is so applicable. But why do you think it is? What combination of things was it that made you so fall in love with public relations? First of all, it was um, my mentor who hired me. We are still like family and she really taught me the ropes um, when she hired me. She said, 
you're going to learn so much from this that like, you're going to want to pay me for everything you're learning. <laughs> and it was true. I mean, I started kind of part-time and then three weeks into the job, she had to go out of town on this, this trip. Um, and she was gone for almost a month and she said, all right, you're in charge. And I just got like thrown in with the wolves and I loved every part of it. I love consumer products. Um, I love working with people. I don't know. It was just like the high of seeing clients get public relations and get media coverage. When I started working within a few weeks and seeing that I was really good at something. And ever since then, I've just been very passionate about it. Yeah, that's wonderful. All right, so let's let's get into. I'd like to start with the definition again, as we always do in a show from the perspective of a small business owner like myself. Mm -hmm. From my perspective, what is public relations? So public relations is basically a marketing tactic where you pay an agency or a firm or a person a monthly retainer to pitch your product to all the top media, which is um, digital websites, magazines, TV, and we're pitching your brand to the producers and the editors. We're not paying for advertising. We're reaching out to them and telling them about you or your brand and why it's so special and getting samples out there and doing intensive follow-up until that media decides to cover your brand authentically in a story or segment that's not paid. Mm -hmm. So for example, I might pitch a skincare line to the Today Show over and over again and get in touch with a top producer. And then she says, okay, we're doing a story about retinol this week. And I want to include your brand in the roundup. And then it's authentically done. We don't pay for it. So it's, it's sort of like third party editorial endorsement, which is so much more meaningful than paid advertising, because you know right. that it's authentic and real. When I think about this now from my local little Main Street business, um, I can do that same thing, but at a more local or regional level, if that's what would benefit me most, right? Yes, absolutely. We do both local and national. It just depends on what the client wants. Mm -hmm. And what we need. And so yeah. placement, I had mentioned that term before, and I think you touched on it. So placement means that you get that press release or other mention placed in whatever the coverage might be, whether it's you know a news segment or a periodical or a newspaper or whatever it might be. That's what we call a placement. Is that right? Yes. And it could be even a roundup or in a listicle, which they list different you know, best natural deodorants available right now. And then they list your brand. So it's really anything where the media is covering you authentically would be called a media placement. Yeah. And the listicles, since you touched on that, it becomes such a big deal, I think, Megan, because uh, from a search engine optimization, people often are searching for, you know, top best, whatever it might be. So getting that kind of placement can be very valuable for my small business. Yes. Yes, it can. Yeah. All right. So, so how do you go about it when you engage a new client? What, what is the process at a high level? So when we engage a new client, the first thing that we do is, is we set up a meeting with the client right before we start. And we go through sort of a Q&A with them, finding out all their features and benefits of either them or their brand, because we also work with um, experts as well. Mm -hmm. And um, we have a creative director that writes um, all of our press materials. She gets on the call and we ask questions and just get everything ready. And then within like the first week, we have a pitch ready to go to start promoting the brand. Um, and then within the next, like, I don't know, between the first week and a half, two weeks, we have a backgrounder as well, which is like all the information on what we're trying to pitch in one sheet. Um, and so really it's just us 
just running. I mean, you know, once we get the first pitch out there and a pitch is basically an email that's very provocative and compelling, but short with a very compelling subject line that gets the media to open it and learn more about your brand. So we start to send weekly pitches and every week we'll change sort of what the topic is or what the theme is to make it different because we don't want to keep sending the same thing over and over again. And we target different media. So we would create customized media lists of who we want to reach out to. And then it's us just pitching the brand, getting samples out or setting up interviews if it's an expert, doing intensive follow-up until um, stories and segments start coming into place. And that's kind of how it happens. And sometimes it can happen within the first three weeks. Sometimes it takes six weeks. Sometimes it takes two months. Um, um, but we always say for a real campaign to get going, it takes at least three months to really see the momentum of the placements start to come in because, you know, months one and two, we're starting to get samples out there. People have to test stuff. So it takes a while um, for the placements. And, and this is mo more than just a press release. Yes. I mean, the press release is sort of an old school term now because a press release would be like when I first started, that's what we would do. We would write press releases and it, it's breaking news. You know, um, Rembrandt Oral Care Products has just released a new whitening toothpaste. That was the first account that I ever worked on. <laughs> um, and so that, you know, that's one example of a press release. But I would say that um Right now, what we do is, is we once in a while, if a client is releasing news about their brand, then yes, we'll do a release. We'll send it to all the trade media. We'll send it to all the top media for coverage. Um, but we really do backgrounders, which is more of like an informative sheet on the brand with with a beautiful picture that shows really what it is and what it does. Um, and so when we're actually pitching, we just have a compelling pitch with a beautiful picture. And then if they want more information, then we send a backgrounder. So hopefully yeah. that makes sense. It's just yeah, all these yeah. all these additional press materials that we used to make are kind of unnecessary at this point. Okay. Um, so, yeah, because because also now you can just direct people to websites so right. much easier, you know, or to their Amazon where they can purchase the product. Um, it's just different than it used to be. The, the key is to, to get that outlets or that person's attention, uh, get them intrigued, and then you give them more or you give them what yes. they need to produce their article or their, or, or uh, um, whatever publication it is. That's, that's the idea. It's kind of the elevator pitch, if you will, of why they should be interested in writing about or mentioning my company. Yes, exactly. The, the, you touched on brand a lot. So do I need to have, do you think some level of branding complete for PR to be most effective? Um, I would say that if you are a product or service, you need to have your website done. You need to have the product available. If it's not available for purchase and we're sending out samples, then what's the point in them featuring it if nobody can buy it? Right. So that's like, you know, the first thing I would say is you've got to get that together. If you're an expert, um, same thing, get your LinkedIn page set up, make sure that you have a CV and bio, make sure that you have a website about yourself that people can easily reach out to you. Um, because otherwise I feel like it's, it's sort of a waste for you to hire somebody like us if you're not totally ready. Yeah, that makes sense. What are some of the things yeah, I always have understood that you know, some of the things that media outlets are looking for is things like, you know, new jobs you're going to create or you're leasing some space, you know, something that's newsworthy. But tell me about that. What is it that that what are some of those components that are newsworthy, if that's the right term? 
Well, I would say newsworthy stuff is obviously if it's topical, if something is going on in the news and you have a service or export expert or product, then that's a good time um, to pitch it. But other than that, I would say that we have to kind of come up with those ideas. We have to come up with what's newsworthy. You know, we represent a cybersecurity expert right now. And there's been a bunch of AI voice scamming going on. And so that's newsworthy. So we're mm -hmm. reaching out to TV right now, asking them to interview him about it. Um, so you kind of have to come up with those stories yourself and figure out what's news story newsworthy. I, I would say that, you know, you're representing a skincare brand and it's natural and vegan. That's not newsworthy. Yeah. <laughs> but. Right. That's our job is to spin it and find out what would make it newsworthy that, you know, oh, it was created by two women, one with Eastern European roots and one with Korean roots. And the woman with the Eastern European roots didn't understand why the Korean woman's skin looked so thick compared to hers. And they mm -hmm. created this thing to, you know, so that's the story. Yeah. That's um, the story. Yeah. So. And, that, and that's what, and, and again, it's a component of either something like that where it's interesting or engaging or it's topical. Uh, those are the things that you look to then uh, apply to it and pitch yeah. to get the, the, the attention that'll then create somebody picking it up in one fashion or another. Exactly. And I would say that the key is in the subject line because the subject line of the email is what they read first. Got it. Um, and the first sentence. And so your mostly you're still doing the bulk of your pitching, at least initially through email. Yes. When I first started, you know, 21 years ago, I was smiling and dialing mm -hmm. <laughs> where I get out, I print out the media list, get on the phone and get hung up on about 20 times a day. Right. But uh, now it's, it's mostly email unless it's because people just are not going to answer the phone. Is that why you're just yes. not going to get through to yeah. people? Or yeah. if it's somebody, I have a personal relationship, sure, I text sure. them or yeah. call them, okay. but you know, it, but most of the time, even if it's personal, they want to talk via email. But if I can't get in touch with them, then I resort to the stalking methods of texting and WhatsApping and, you know, Instagram and all that stuff. So. Excellent. All right. As I look at PR, how should I, as a small business, look at PR as part of my marketing plan? And let's look at this from two different perspectives. As I'm getting ready to maybe launch a business, start a business, where where should PR fall? How much of it should be part of my marketing plan? Because I what I find is that most small business owners, at best, we might allocate some money to a press release, and that's about it. So what, yeah. what's your thoughts there and experience there as to how I should include it as part of my marketing plan to launch a business? I think it's very important, especially if you have a small buzz budget, you're a small business, Um I'll give you an example. We worked with the client that we still work with. That's um, it's it's a veteran-founded line of Wagyu beef, and they had tried so many different ways of small business to get their brand promoted through social media ads, um, different marketing tactics, and they hired us on in uh, twenty, I think it was twenty twenty one, and we started to work for them, um, and we got them immediately through public relations, like. I think it started off at like over $10,000 in sales from one write-up um, just because the product was so good too. Mm. Months later, we got them in food and wine for voted the best hot dog and they made a quarter of a million dollars in sales. Mm. Um, and they said that PR was the best tactic for them. Now it does depend on what your brand is, but if you have a small marketing budget, I always recommend 
public relations first, because that is the way to get you the brand awareness, where then you can take that awareness and use other tactics to help grow it. Um, and, and also just getting an authentic review from the media is so much more meaningful than paying for an ad. People are going to want to buy your product if they've seen you on Good Morning America and you're this emerging brand over you doing an ad on Facebook about how great your product is. So it just helps to build that credibility and you can, it's a huge bang for your buck. You might pay us $3,500 a month for a campaign per month. And you might pay that same $3,500 for one ad that might not do anything. And we might get you, you know, one month, 10 write-ups that can, can help drive brand awareness um, and, and help build your brand and sometimes can drive sales too. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned a number there because that's what I find is the biggest concern, especially me. I assume that it's like, well, that's not something I can afford. PR and hiring a PR agency is something that bigger companies do. That's yeah. not for me as a small business owner. That's that's yeah. the that's the 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 constraint I think that or the assumption that most people have. I think. Yes, it is, and I would say that most of the big firms are more, uh, much more expensive. You know, they some of them start at eight to $15,000 a month, depending on where they are. And you're just a number for them. Um, we're a boutique agency, so we are a lot less expensive, but we might even be too expensive for some entrepreneurs. And if that's the case, I recommend finding a publicist, just a one-man show that can help you out for a small budget, but you're right. not going to get the same results that you would. Right, right. You know, but it might be what I can afford. And at least I include that as part of my marketing uh, plan and budget for a small startup. Yeah, because you also want to be able to add those as seen in on your website and, and give that credibility to yourself. That's the right. important thing. Yeah, that social proof, if that's what it is, and that, that credibility is so much more powerful than an ad, especially nowadays in the way that people make decisions or get yeah. impressions about a brand. Exactly. This is Henry Lopez with a brief break from this episode to share a special offer from our new show sponsor, Relay. Relay is an online banking and money management platform for small business. As a small business owner, you need banking that's truly built for your small business. No more fees, no minimum balances, no more bookkeeping problems come tax season, and no more branch visits to complete basic banking tasks. Now you can take control of your money with Relay, an online banking and money management platform that puts you in complete control of your cash flow. First, there are no account fees, no overdraft fees, and no minimum balances, which means you get to keep more of your hard-earned money. And Relay is the official banking partner for Profit First, so you can set up multiple checking and savings accounts and automate their percentage-based allocations using smart transfer rules. Relay also allows you to make unlimited payments via ACH, wires, or checks, earn interest on every spare dollar with Relay savings accounts, provide secure read-only access to your accountant and bookkeeper, and speed up bookkeeping with reliable bank feeds that sync directly into QuickBooks Online and Xero. Best of all, it takes less than 10 minutes to apply online and it's absolutely free. And as a special offer to the How With Business listeners, sign up for Relay using the link on the show notes page for this episode and you'll also get $50 added to your account once you fund your new account. You can find the link to the show notes page in the description for this episode. Relay customer deposits are FDIC insured through their partner bank, Thread Bank, member FDIC. Please see the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com for more details. 
if I've got, if I don't have a great product or service, it's going to be tough for you to get some traction for me though, isn't it? Yes. If it's, if it's not a good product and we're getting negative feedback on it because of the taste or whatever, it is more difficult to get that. Um, but you know, some brands have been spinned into from ordinary to extraordinary, just from yeah. good messaging or good yeah, packaging. And it could be that I just need a particular niche that does appreciate what I have to offer. Yes. For an yeah. existing business now. So I've been in business for several years. When do I uh, bring in PR? Is it something that should be part of my annual marketing plan? Or do I bring it in when I'm launching something new, a new location, a new product? When, when do I use PR on an ongoing basis? For any brand, I would recommend using PR on an ongoing basis when you know that you want to continue marketing something, um, a message that you, that you want to continue for several months. So if it's an event or a grand opening, it's a one-off. You know, we would, we would work for that month, pitch the event, do the follow-up and be done. But if it's something where you want to continuously pitch different products and services and messages or you know, you're a doctor and you want to talk about different treatments that you do each week, then it, it should be something that's ongoing because you want to keep building your brand. Most of our clients have been with us for years. Mm -hmm. There's a few that will hire us for three month projects, which is great, but then they'll come back seasonally. Right. Um, and then the other ones, it's just, they stay with us because it's important to them and they need, we work with a lot of private equity firms too. So uh, those brands need constant coverage. Yeah. I got to think that, you know, going back to the, the, the pitch, the appeal of the pitch part of it now is I've, if I've got a mature business an established business success, you know, people talking about it, that's uh, gives a lot more credibility than to that pitch as to why somebody should talk about me or mention me. Yeah, it does. Including maybe listing me on that listicle, right? So because now, you know, I've, I've established, I've proved that what I offer is good and people, so that, because what I find is that often, the people who are writing these listicles are not doing much research. So they're kind of depending on um, whatever limited research they're doing to feel comfortable recommending my solution or my product. Yeah. A lot of the time, I think they just Google search it and whatever mm -hmm. comes up first, they put on the listicle. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing as well. All right. So um, what are some of the other common mistakes or what are some common mistakes that you see small business owners make? with public relations. I, obviously number one has got to be not, not using public relations or thinking the press release is it, but what else do you see are some common mistakes? Common mistakes. Um, one I would say is just trying to micromanage the PR firm. Uh, and you know, if you're a small business and you're hiring us, let us do our job. If you're going to be looking at every single media bite, we get out there and scrutinizing everything. And that that's happened before in the past. And it's just, it is, a waste of the client's time to hire a brand that you want to be in charge of all day, every day, find somebody in house. You know, that's, I guess would be the first thing. Um, another mistake would be we've been hired before where they, it would be an expert that wants to have interviews, but then unfortunately we get all these interviews and the expert is never available to do them or they cancel mm -hmm. last minute. And so it's, it's not great for our credibility either with the media. Um, Another mistake would be working with a brand that says they're ready. And then once we start, like the website has glitches and nobody can purchase the product. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of things 
that have happened. I mean, we've had so many different hiccups through the years, but for the most part, it's been pretty successful. I mean, we've once, I think once or twice, we've had to get rid of a client just because it it wasn't working or it wasn't a good fit or the product wasn't getting good feedback. But most of the time, you know, we handle those ebbs and flows and problems pretty easily. Yeah. So, you know, I want to go back to the point about micromanaging because I can see where the reason I might lean towards doing that is as a small business owners, we talked about budgets being tight. I'm always trying to measure the ROI on whatever I spend, right? Mm -hmm. And so if I spend on some Google ads, I can measure the clicks and I can see how many conversions. And so there's a uh, definable ROI with, with PR, it's a little different. So how, how do you recommend that I look at the ROI of the investment I make with you for PR? Well, yeah. And that is another thing that we have had with clients. We're very honest from the beginning. And we say, if you're looking to have a PR firm to drive sales, then you're barking up the wrong tree with us because we never, we never guarantee that you're going to make sales from anything. What we can guarantee is that we're going to get you brand awareness so that people know about your brand. But sometimes, I mean, we could get a client on the Today Show and they might not make any sales from it, but they can put it on their website as seen on the Today Show, you know? So I think that this, I I would say that it really depends um, on, you know, who the client is. I don't know if that answered your question or not. Uh, well, it does in part, it fascinates me because, it, so in part, yes, because that, and that is the challenge, Megan, we as small business owners have a hard time spending money on brand development, on brand awareness, because we can't quantify it, right? Yes. And yes. even my guidance to, to a lot of my clients is be careful with spending money on brand that you can't measure because often we don't have that luxury, quote unquote, but I get it. It needs, and that's why it goes back to the question I had asked later. So how does it complement? How is it a part of my overall marketing plan and understanding the importance of getting that brand recognition then enables my other marketing efforts to be more successful? Yes. Yes. So like if you're a doctor and you're opening a new practice and you've never had any public relations, Getting a PR firm to get you that credibility, um, getting you interviews and, in, you know, prevention, women's health, health magazine for whatever you specialize in to even to get you that national coverage is going to get you the credibility on your website so that when somebody goes on there, they see that you're legitimately the real deal. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. You know, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um so that's a great way to put it about separating. And it's not about generating sales. It's about building brand awareness, which I think goes even back to, again, I've got to make sure that I've got my branding at least at a level that um, that I can begin to, to use PR to build it and to, uh, to, to amplify it, right? So the product, like you said, has to be ready or the service, the website, those kind of things have to be in place. And solid for this to be worth the investment itself. Yes. And we recommend Mm -hmm. having a good social media campaign that either you're doing yourself because you have to find an outlet to share these articles that we're getting you and an audience of followers that that Mm -hmm. hopefully will be getting you just from coverage. Yeah. Okay. So when I get that coverage, that placement, then I've got to have a complimentary campaign that that leverages that exposure. Yeah. Yes. Got it. 
Um, other tips that you might have, you've touched on a couple of, you know, do-it-yourself PR. You've touched on some of those things. But one of the things you've touched on and you talk about a lot, I know, Megan, is crafting that perfect pitch. You talked about the subject line is how important that is. I think immediately when you were saying that, I'm thinking about that's how important it is when I do any other email campaigns, right? Yeah. The subject line needs to be powerful. But what else comes to mind that you've seen can be effective as I try to pitch myself out there to the media? Yeah, I would start with whatever the first sentence is in your pitch. I wouldn't start with, did you know that over 5 million people, blah, blah, blah. Don't start with the fact. You want to start with something personal um, or or a question. You know, are you working on any stories featuring the best clean natural deodorants to try this year? If so, we represent blah, 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 blah. And you get into it. Here's more, you know, see below information and let me know if you'd like a sample. Then a small paragraph, link to whatever it is you're trying to sell and a good photo. So make sure you have good artwork of whatever it is you're trying to pitch. Um, Product photo on white background is what we recommend keeping for the media when they ask. But for the pitch, lifestyle photos are always great of the product too, like something, whatever you would use on Instagram. So I always recommend putting in a photo. Don't send a novel. The shorter, the better. You could even just send a query and leave it short and say, if you're interested, let me know and I'll send you more information. I also don't usually ever attach anything because sometimes it won't get to them or they'll think it's spam. Yeah, great great tips. Let me break down a couple of them. So if I'm hearing you, it's got to be engaging right off the bat. Don't bury the headline. Keep it yes. short. People are scanning things. Is that why the image is so important is because somebody might just scan it and the image is what might yes. catch their attention? Yes. Like we represent on and off a bidet brand and they look straight at the bidet and they're like, ooh, I want one of these at home. Yeah. <laughs> I need to review it. <laughs> or we um, represent it at a nonprofit um, where the owner has had, they do cow hug therapy. So pictures of her hugging cows. I mean, what more provocative of a photo could you ask for? Right, right, <laughs> exactly. And they're thinking about it uh, conversely, oh, this will grab attention on my publication or website or whatever it is that that they're, they're going to put that article or information on, right? Yes. Um, a photo instead of video? Well, I link to video too, if there is one. If there's something that you think is going to really grab their attention, you just hyperlink to it. Mm -hmm. But again, that now requires that recipient to take another step uh, to, to go see that. Right. So I would have a picture and a video if that's the case. Yeah. I always put a picture in. I don't ever yeah. like embed a video, but I do link to videos. And sometimes if they're interested, they'll click, they'll click on it. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Great tips. All right. What, uh, what should I look for then as a small business? What are the things that I should look for, uh, to engage a PR agency? I would do, you know, a Google search is a good way to look. Um, I would do referrals. I would ask other people in businesses that, you know, have a public relations firm who they use because referrals are always, we get a lot of our business from referrals, just from past clients um, and do your research. I would talk to a few. And I guess one of the main questions to ask them is, is would you be handling this or would it be somebody else? Because a mm. lot of the bigger firms, they're so great at first and they're acting like they're involved and then they pass it on to an account executive who has you know, 20 other brands and right. you never hear from them. So 
we actually, the way our agency works is we all handle the accounts together and we take turns pitching the brands so that the editors don't get really sick of us and we don't get stale on a brand. And so we're all involved in everything. And I think that's kind of an important thing these days to do and not just put it off on one person, unless you're just working with one person. So who will be, who will I be working with? Who will be representing me? What other, what other question comes to mind that I should ask a a prospective um, PR agent. Ask the firm, you know, what is your out clause? Do you have a 30-day out clause? If I'm unhappy, how can I get out? Because a lot of firms, they they suck you into these year-long contracts. And that's, you know, that can be kind of scary, especially for a new brand. So how do you guys do that? We have, we recommend that a brand commits to three to six months at least, but we have a 30-day out clause anyways. So it's really 30 days notice. All right. So tell me a little bit more about the services that you offer. Again, it's Light Years Ahead Public Relations. Yes. And so tell me, give me the summary of what you are, the pitch of what you offer. Okay. At Light Years Ahead, um, we offer a grassroots approach to public relations. And our specialty lies in promoting people, experts, products, services, and getting them into the top lifestyle media, um, national and local, and getting the media to talk about you and cover you in a provocative third-party way that helps you build brand awareness. Um, that's really what we do. We are professional stalkers is what I call myself. Um, <laughs> I reach out to the media. I stalk them. I get rejected all the time. And I just keep going and going until uh, they they contact me and they say, all right, we're ready for you. And then, you know, we just get media placements. That's what we do is we get your brand covered in top media so that you get that awareness that helps you grow your business. And so when I engage you, do you, uh, you you're going to get me X number of placements or how does that work? What's the, no, I, we don't guarantee anything. Um, we just guarantee that we're going to build your brand awareness and, most of the time, I would say after the first month, some placements start to trickle in, but it just really depends because we never know what we're going to get because we don't pay for it. Mm -hmm. How do you then suggest going back to the topic of ROI? How do I measure that it's working? I would say you could measure from, first of all, if you see more traffic on your website, if you see more followers on your social media page, if you get more phone calls, um, more pe people start to reach out to you and they know about it. That's how you're going to know. And obviously, if you get a big bump in sales mm -hmm. and PR is what you're using, then that's what it's from. I mean, we have seen with many clients, they do get major ROI from a PR placement. We just don't guarantee it, but it definitely happens a lot. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I always, uh, I mean, it's amazing. Sometimes business owners don't do this, but then understandably, but we, we have to ask, how did you hear about us? How did you find us? And then people aren't going to always remember, but they might well mention, oh, I saw you in such and such article, or I, you know, I saw you on this list. And so that helps us understand as well uh, and measure as best we can what the sources of this bump or this new lead or opportunity. You're right. I mean, we do um, PR for a nonprofit that's with veterans and horses, and they had this event in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago. We got the co-founder on a TV segment. And they said like several hundred people showed up and they said 90% of them, it was from seeing that TV segment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. that's publicity right there. And we didn't pay a dime for that TV segment. Right. Right. All right. Um, if they want to learn more, if I want to learn more about your firm, where should I go and what should I look for? 
you can go to our website. It is lightyearsahead.com and go to the contact us page. Um, or you can email me directly at Megan, M-E-G-A-N at lightyearsahead.com. All right. Um, before I start to wrap it up, is there anything I did not ask you that I think we should know as small business owners about PR? I don't think so. I mean, I think okay. you were, it was pretty thorough. We Good. got it covered. Good. We'll wrap it up here in a moment, but I'm always looking for a book recommendations or is there a book you've read recently or in the past that you would recommend? Um, my favorite book of all time is The Power of One by Bryce Courtney. And I recommend listening to it as an audio book. It's empowering, wonderful. Um, the guy that does the voiceover is amazing. And it's just the most uplifting, inspiring. It's fiction, but it's it's always the book I recommend. It's my very favorite. I have not don't watch that. the movie. It's not great. Okay. <laughs> it was disappointing, huh? It the was. Power one. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Thank you for that recommendation. We'll have a link to it on the show notes page for this episode. All right, Megan. So let's summarize it. As I look at public relations from the perspective of a small business owner, what do you want us to take away from this conversation? I want you to take away that, you know, if you're a small business and you want to do one marketing tactic that you think is important, public relations is it. It's a great bang for your buck. And it is the way to get your brand out there so that people know about you. Yeah, well said. You know, for me, for me, the takeaways here, including that, is um, understanding that the way I'm seeing it, Megan, you tell me if I've got it wrong, PR needs to be part of my overall marketing campaign. Yes. I need to understand that it's about building my brand. Therefore, my brand needs to be, you know, somewhat developed, not perfect because brands evolve. Yes. Um, but it complements those other sales activities. It gives me that that proof, that credibility that I need to then leverage. Mm -hmm. um, and as small business owners, we shouldn't assume that PR and hiring a PR firm is beyond my reach, beyond my budget. Yes. Tell me again where you want us to go online to learn more. Lightyearsahead.com. Excellent. Megan, great conversation. A lot of actionable tips and advice. Thanks for taking the time to be with me today and sharing your insights on public relations for small business owners. Thank you so much for having me on. This was really fun and insightful for me as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. This is Henry Lopez. And thanks for joining me for this episode of the How of Business. My guest today again was Megan Bennett. I release new episodes every Monday morning and you can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, including the How of Business YouTube channel and my website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.